Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 181 from July the 15th, 1995. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. It's today, I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper for another run through the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Territory. Doc, how are you? Well, normally I would be doing pretty bad because you know how I like to blow up at a moment's notice. Uh, we are in the middle of recording episode number three of the morning, but I got to tell you, this is a hell of a episode. Um, this is a good one, and we have a lot of stuff about to happen. And so uh, I'm going to do something that's, that's kind of rare for me. I'm going to go ahead and say, why don't you go ahead and get your business out of the way? Uh, let's put the correct emphasis on the product itself, and uh, let's go ahead and get your stupid crap out of the way so we can go ahead and head to the ring. Well, first off, um, real quick, since Doc wants to be an asshole, this is taping number one from Jellico, Tennessee at Jellico High School, where we have been a ton of times before. And this was taped on July the 6th, 1995. So I just want to point that out. Taping number one, we're in a new location, Jellico, Tennessee, Jellico High School. And then secondly, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Children. Thank you very much for your generous patronage each and every month. And with that said, Doc, how about we get into episode 181 from July 15th, 1995 without wasting any time? We shouldn't, because there's a lot to talk about, my friend. So here we go. Um, this thing opens up. Les and Chip. Chip, they open the show. They tell us about the Rock and Roll Express versus the Dynamic Duo rematch uh, that will be this week. And then we head straight to the ring. So, Doc, do you want to think, say anything before we head straight to the ring? We did get an actual opening this week, so I like that. It's probably because it's the first taping. Uh, but man, uh, when we get to the ring, we got, uh, something we've never seen before in Smoky Mountain, right? Let me pause it there for the yeah, Patreon look at subscribers. That. Wow. So, so basically what we have here is, you know what that tells, well, hold on. You know what that tells me before you tell me who it is? What? Father Tom does no jobs. Matt we and all, Jeff we, look very young. We all get old. We all get old. Um, so here's the thing. We got PG-13 versus the Hardy Boys. Yes, Matt and Jeff Hardy making their Smoky Mountain Wrestling debut against PG-13. Kind of unbelievable and surreal. If you're watching on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, you'll see the, the still shot I have right there of Matt and Jeff. Incredible. They are super duper young, though. And I guess I'll leave it at that. Doc, you got Delete. what else you got from this? Delete, 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 delete. You got, you got delete and itchweed there. Itchweed, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> that motherfucking Jeff Hardy brought a weed whacker to the ring in TNA. They were creative in TNA during that time, man. You got to give them credit. That was some crazy shit. I liked it. It was. Shoot, it was some shoot, crazy shoot, stuff. bottle rockets at each other. and <laughs> It was great, man. Oh, boy. All right, you got anything from this match? 
Uh, I need some help from you. I need to know what PG-13's entrance music is. Usually it's me knowing all of them, but I need some help. Uh, bro, I don't know, I, and I didn't write it down. And if I play it, it might get tagged on YouTube. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing their opponents. Oh, Hot Stepper. Oh, okay. They call me Hot Stepper. Word up, I'm, I'm the, the lyrical gangsta. gangsta. Word, Word up. up. Deal, I'm in like that. Nah, 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 nah. I bet that, that was, was that was a nice little jam back in the day. I bet you loved it. That the dudes cool. I knew who smoked weed back in the day, they would they would they would light up some stuff listening to that. Really? Yeah. I bet the guys that would light up weed listening to that would light light up weed listening to anything. Any Kamozi is your artist. Nineteen. Oh, oh, you wait. You wanted to know the art. You didn't say that. You said, "What is that?" I know, but I'm just taking it a step further because I always okay. do. All right, yeah, that was that was that was a good little track back in the day, man. I like that. A track, come on. You got anything right. from the match? What's going? Well, I mean, come on, man. Did you hear PG13 get introduced as being from the hood? Yeah, get the dude. They are clowns. <laughs> they really they are. are. They are and clowns, but. In the words of Jim Cornette, but fucking foons. Look at this double team they do to Matt and Jeff here, and then watch what they do after. With their as their step. Look at these dudes. They're burning and hot shit. Stepping. They're hot stepping for the. They are ladies. fucking buffoons. I love. And it. I say that respectfully in a funny way, not to call them like literal clowns and get heat with them. Uh, they are clowns. Are they not clowns, Doc? They're clowns. Uh, So here's my problem is that Matt and Jeff look young and now they're old. And that made me remember that, Mike, we're old, too. Oh, yeah. God dang. I'm sitting here and I got I've been to the chiropractor three times in the past week. I got a rotated pelvic bone that just because I'm old. I'm trying to figure out some stretches to go along with this chiropractor. And then I watch the Hardys being 20 years old. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, life gets away from you. I'm depressed. I think I'm going to go chew on the end of a gun barrel later today. Okay, come on. Don't joke like that. All right. Well, um, I, did you see the Hardys get a little bit of offense at the beginning? I thought that was nice and very generous of PG-13 to allow Matt and Jeff to get a couple of uh, moves in. But other than that, uh, we're getting the PG-13 over, and everybody starts somewhere, and here's Matt and Jeff. Yeah, they got, like you said, I totally agree. Got a little bit of offense in. Not much, but a little. Just something. And then, um, you know, Matt and Jeff put PG-13 over, and... Wow, when you think about that. They put PG-13 over, and to think of what Matt and Jeff become. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Inter- you just, international superstars. Man. Just. And look, I know people like to bag on TNA, and I can't say TNA doesn't deserve it a little bit. That year, they did. TNA, TNA and I didn't see the first few years. But TNA had two creative boon periods, and one was when they had everybody in wrestling over there, and they had Jay Lethal and Rick going at it with AJ Styles and Bobby Roode and James Storm and everybody was over there. And then the other one was when the Hardys were doing that nonstop total deletion stuff. 
That shit was creative, man. They got it, green beans for, for old uh, Hoot. It wasn't just that. that. Rem- remember when they were in Europe? I'm not Europe. Uh, England and and when little when little Maxwell was born and Tyrus was like with Matt and Jeff and and Rebby had the baby in the ring. And yeah. Tyrus, and Rebby gives the baby to Tyrus so she could cut the promo and it just. I don't know how else to explain it other than to say it was hilarious when she's he's cutting she's cutting the promo as this big ass dude is holding baby Maxwell. That was awesome. It was good, man. They did some good stuff, dude. They they had some create. I think that was 2015. It was or maybe it was 16. It was just good, man. They did some good right. stuff. They they get shit on, but they've had their good moments. And they so. earn a lot of that getting shit on now. Well, they be careful. Them. You know, our friend James Mitchell is is over there right now. Well, I'm Not, sure he's. I'm sure he's teaching them how to do things the right way and the filthy way. I'm just saying they have it. You know, I was speaking more of the. Uh, well, the old, when the Hardys left, it kind of like. Uh, that was a big loss. Yeah, yeah, and they've had their share of losses, but anyway, okay. Back to PG thirteen and the Hardys. PG thirteen wins, and then PG thirteen cut this promo. Do I need to play this? I didn't have much from it, but I thought it was decent. They're clowns. It's right. great because they're clowns. Right. They're supposed to be clowns. They're talking about being thugs from the hood. Wolfie D's got a freaking... The, the, I mean, sorry. It, he's got the hubcap. It's just... Come on, bro. They're, they're, they're such clowns. It's funny. They're clowns. It is funny. All right. We'll keep going. We got a replay of the controversy over the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight title between Budrow and Brad Armstrong. If you remember, we opened up the show last week talking about how all that went down. They they literally replay the whole damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then we go to... We got a couple of different segments here. I was going to break this up. Are you fine with that? Yeah, you need to because we got a lot to talk about. All right. So first we got Brad Armstrong and Bullet Bob out here with Les uh, getting... Delivering a promo and a slash interview. So let's listen to what we got going on here from Bullet Bob. We've got a chance to look at that controversial finish in that match. Uh, you tell us a little bit of your opinion on the thing. I know it's held up. Well, one thing about it, uh, Buddy Lambell was the last man recognized as a champion, even though the belt's held up right now. So that entitles him to get a shot at the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Intercontinental Championship. It's a technicality, but that's the way it's got to happen. However, after a few phone calls, the U- uh, USWA champion, Billy Jack Haynes, the big man, is coming in, and he'll defend his title against Brad Armstrong on the night of the Super Bowl. So many titles could change hands that night. A lot of titles. And just a special note to Unibomb. You came out, stuck your nose in, slipped some brass knucks, and we all know Cornette was behind it. Well, I got a special note for you. I've got a man coming in on the Super Bowl just for Unibomb. He's as big as you are and twice as bad. He's a man who knows how to dig them up and plant them. And I'm talking about none other than The Undertaker, brother. He's coming for you. And he's coming at the Super Bowl one-on-one. Piece by piece, we're going to take care of the militia. And talking about peace, just three words for you, Unibomb. Rest in peace. Oh, yes, Jim Cornette. I have to give you a little bit of credit. You're a very, very smart man, but yet you're a very stupid man. You tried to pull the wall over all the fans of Smoky Mountain Wrestling's eyes. You tried to pull the wall over the eyes of The Undertaker and myself. Oh, it might have worked last time we were in this area. But we're coming back, Jim Cornette. We're coming back at the request of the legendary Bullet Bob Armstrong, my Undertaker versus the Unibomb. The Unibomb. 
Bomb. Am I to understand that this fine athlete is undefeated? Well, that's your first mistake, son. If you base your life on wins and losses, your life won't last long because now you enter the realm of darkness, the realm for which I walk as king. And your shallow soul and your affiliation with James E. Cornett will cost you more than a win or a loss. It will cost you your soul and your promising career. Unibom, when the shadows cast over the skies of Knoxville and the ground begins to rumble and it busts open and through the darkness comes the Undertaker. Understand this, when I leave Knoxville on that fateful eve, I'll return to the darkness with your soul in hand. The USWA champion. Okay, you want to talk about what Bob Armstrong mentions and Paul Bear and Undertaker right there first? Did you see or did you hear the pop from the crowd? Oh, yeah. When Undertaker was. He's a mega star, even by this Mega. At this point, mega. I mean, he's just. He's. He's. It's surreal, and they announce it, and he now he's going to wrestle Unabomb. It's, damn, can you imagine being Kane right here, who's young? Shit in his pants? I Probably, but I would think that Undertaker ended up liking him when he came, because Well, Kane, that's the story, is that he went back to Connecticut and said, there's a guy down there I could work with and draw money with. There you go. So... <laughs> Kane was probably a little nervous, and at the same time, he showed well, and, well. Made the most of his it. opportunity. I'd say he grabbed his brass ring. He grabbed his brass ring, and the be- you know the best part about that? Anybody you talk to will tell you he is, like, one of the nicest guys yeah. you'll ever meet. I've heard, I mean, you know, all my industry insiders speak to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Anybody who's been up there, um, they'll tell you that he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Anyway, that so, the pop but, though that he got when they announced Undertaker. I mean, the the shrills, the screams, was tremendous. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, um, let's don't gloss over Billy Jack. Um, was Billy Jack ever in Mid South? No. Well, well, hold on. I mean, if he did, it was like okay. You know, I didn't know real, because, real yeah, quick. I, I mean, we had him in in uh, world class. Put it this way: if I were to ask you if Junkyard Dog was in world class, what would you say? Uh, brief. Uh, uh, he would come in for shots. Maybe okay. Some so, shots. so that's why I'm like, I don't. My memory's not good enough to know if Billy Jack ever came in for like a shot here and there, even okay. if it was a minor one. But I wouldn't. He's not synonymous. I, no, he's not like he was never a long term person. That's there. fair. Now, he had that kind of Tom Selleck-y, rugged, but the butt, but the build. I bet he slayed ass, too, if he was interested in it. He's kind of a odd fella, I'll say. Oh, my God. He was he was knocking it out, bro. You, got, you guarantee. He had that rugged look with the beard and had a good build. 
Uh-huh. Boy, the snatch was dripping on him, bro. Hey, 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 hey. Grow up. Wait, what's Fucked your problem? Thoughts and prayers, dog. Thoughts and prayers. That's fucked up. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay. So that's a big deal, too, especially probably regionally because he's over in USWA. Um, I always think The Undertaker's great because he has that aura and that presence. And at some point he called him son, which is always, uh, you know, or unless that's your father saying that, that's always demeaning. That's true. And you nailed it. The, the the air of who he is, it's the feeling of, man, this guy's a star. He's coming to our territory. He's taking Well, it, it, you got to remember, he'd had a few years now to, to really settle into that character and make it just come alive, so to speak, for the dead man. I agree. I agree. And, it, okay. and, and, and I've never, even back to Percy days, when he was in world class, been able, I, I, man, talk about another guy that everybody liked, you know, Paul Bearer, but that voice just always whipped my ass. Oh, yeah. Nice guy, too. He loved to pull ribs, but nice guy. He was, he, I think we've said this before, he was around, when he was alive, he's been, he was with Wildcat from the beginning. Like, he would be at a lot of shows. Him and Luke were, were good friends. Um, he was at, the, I think the, the, I think I was at the one where they crowned their first heavyweight champion. He was there. He he was still alive at that time. Uh, he helped out Wildcat a lot. Very nice guy. Loved the the he as he called it. I think the grassroots of the industry was the independence once the territories were done. And Percy put a lot of time and energy into a lot of indies down in 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 uh, you know South Louisiana, out South Alabama. Um, but to your point, uh, you know, you and I saw him in world class, and when he shows up in WWF as Paul Bear, we like this Percy fucking Pringle. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Kind of funny to see him there with the with the white makeup on. I say white makeup. You know what I mean to make him look yeah. a little pale and whatnot. The pan, the, like the pancake makeup. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Any other thoughts on this big announcement? It's a big announcement, man. This Super Bowl thing keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm telling you, this is a fucking amazing card from all over the world, all over promotions. This is a big deal. And it's really sad because it shows you the potential of this organization. And then it just falls to shit. True. Falls off a cliff. But yeah. hey, real quick to recap, Bob Armstrong mentioned that Billy Jack is going to, you know, he's coming in to fight Brad and he's going to put the, uh, Billy Jack is going to put the USWA title on the line. So I wanted to point that out. And if you heard from Bob, uh, buddy, because he was the champion and uh, through all the shenanigans and all that, Buddy and not Brad is going to get a shot at the Intercontinental title, the WWF. Yeah, and, yeah and we're going to hear more about that in just a minute as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, we'll keep going. Uh, Brad does cut a promo, and he just kind of promises to, fe to defeat Billy Jack for the USWA title. I don't have anything else from it. Did you, Doc? Straight up babyface, pal. Straight babyface promo. And then from there, we get the Wolfman versus Buddy Landell. Buddy Landell wins with the figure four. Doc, did you have anything from it? Uh, Buddy did let Wolfman roll him up at one point. And since they're shoot friends, I guess that probably had something to do with it. But it was a pretty quick squash, and, and uh, Buddy's back over. You know. Yep. Oh, what do we got here? Ha-ha! <laughs> All right. Busted so a let's... thousand guitars and actually did draw more than a dime. And you know what? Jeff's still alive while the guy who said that isn't. That's nice. Let's what? go now. Why do you have to be an asshole? 
You know what? I'm not even. I'm. I'm gonna pretend like I didn't hear anything you said. All right. Okay. okay. With that said, let's go now to a promo from Jeff Jarrett and Shawn Michaels, who is cutting his first promo on Smoky Mountain TV. Here it is. <laughs> Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Knoxville, August 4th, the Super Bowl of Wrestling. Nature Boy Buddy Landell, you've got you an intercontinental title shot, don't you? And Jim Cornette, I guess you've weaseled your way somewhere or another with President Jack Tunney to get this title shot. Because, yes, everybody's thinking, ooh, in your house pay-per-view. Well, that's going to be my night. Because, Shawn Michaels, you're going to be coming dancing down to the ring, but that's when the dancing stops, because I'm going to pin your shoulders to the mat, one, two, three, and then I'm going to do my live singing debut. <laughs> and then I'm going to go right up, I-40, to K-Town. Super Bowl of Wrestling, like I said, Buddy Landell, Jim Cornette, I don't care who steps in the ring, but I'm strutting down the ring, putting a figure four leg lock on you, Landell, and strutting right back out. <laughs> and everybody in K-Town's going to be saying about Double J, ain't he great? Knoxville, Tennessee, get ready for the treat of your life. The World Wrestling Federation's finest, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. The World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion is coming to town to defend the Intercontinental Championship against Buddy Landau with Jim Cornette in his corner. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, Shawn, wait a minute. You're not even the Intercontinental Champion yet. You've got to go to Nashville, Tennessee at In Your House and defeat Double J on July 23rd. Well, folks, trust me. Confidence is my middle name. It will be the Heartbreak Kid coming to the Super Bowl of Wrestling to defend the Intercontinental Championship. And Jim Cornette, you know something? You got a pretty good little racket going there. Dennis racket, that is. And I heard something mommy gave you. Well, I got news for you. Your mama can't dance and your mama can't rock and roll. But nobody, oh my goodness, rock and rolls like the Heartbreak Kid, the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion, Buddy Landell. Ten long years ago, you did something to the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, that he will never, ever forget. Well, I got news for you, Jack. A lot has changed since then. Take a look at me, pal. I'm big time. And in Knoxville, Tennessee, at the Super Bowl of Wrestling, you're going to find out why I'm the Intercontinental Champion, why I'm the heartbreak kid, and why I'm the best there is, and why I can razzle and dazzle any crowd I want. The heartbreak kid, the greatest in the World Wrestling Federation. Why? Because he is. All right. Well, that's uh, pretty surreal, too. Doc, your thoughts? He's just a sexy boy. Bum, 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 bum. Not your boy toy. Oh, you don't oh, like you, stop. you don't like Sean though, do you? Not a fan. Okay. Man, you, what do you think it was ten years ago? You think Buddy stole his his sack of weed? I mean, what are we what are we talking about here? Well, they were in Mid South together in eighty five. Okay. I just uh, think it's probably... now Michaels Michaels was just an enhancement talent, but they were there and Buddy was, you know, one of the overboys at that time in Mid South, so this is this is pretty interesting when you think about that. I like the uh, well. So Double J, man, he's wearing that hat. He's wearing is God clownish. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but it's clownish. But fucking foon. Yeah, he goes up north, and you get turned into a fucking clown. <laughs> man, I like Jeff Jarrett. I've always liked Jeff Jarrett. I ain't gonna sit out here and say he's on the Mount Rushmore wrestling. But I've always enjoyed his matches, and I like I like Jeff. The only time I don't like Jeff is if he's trying to sell me some gold. That's all. Good God, remember that? Jesus Christ, Global Force or what was it? What was his? 
global gold or uh global global force gold i don't even remember but i just i it was so bad when it happened we were doing the show and i was like i'm not commenting on it i i can't i'm that's it was such a carny thing it just boy that was the carniest of carny um here's my question so now we've got the undertaker and potentially double j or Shawn michaels coming in do you think corny is just cutting these when he's up in connecticut and not telling vince no i'm we're sure doing, he told him we're doing what pal god damn what's my cut yeah nah he 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 told him it's vince vince knows everything right Vince knew. I mean, that's that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Vince. So you're knew. so you're saying Vince knows three hours is too long? No, no. Is I'm it? talking about knew what was going on in his promotion at this time. Oh, uh, okay, he, okay. He, yeah, he knew. He knew. I mean, he wasn't just getting the guys to do that. Um, but it is interesting to to see these guys cutting these promos. And now Jared has cut them before on Smoky Mountain TV. He they played. I forget what it was when he was uh, promoting. He there was something I don't even remember what it was, but we've seen Jeff Jarrett on before. Well, uh, and that's the thing is, you, uh, the Undertaker and Jarrett have been in for a shot, and so while it was always surreal to see the Undertaker talking about New Jack, he's done it. Shawn Michaels gives off the impression that he'd kind of be above helping out an indie fed at this point, so it's kind of weird to see him there. Do you know the Do you know the rock and roll song "Your Mama Don't Dance and Your Daddy Don't Rock and Roll"? Okay. You need to clarify when you ask questions. I know that song. I don't know who sung it. Okay. I believe that that was Kenny Loggins and uh, Jim Messina back in the 70s, but then it was covered later by Poison. Let me let me tell you how much I care. You hear that? Thank you. Okay. Keep going. I, I know that I saw something from Fritz a few months ago on Twitter where he was talking about Poison Records. I was like, come on, pal. You're be Let's be better than that. Hmm. I, you know, he's, he is my uh, biggest fan and I'm a huge fan of him. And I think he does great work out there calling out the frauds and the, and the charlatans in the business and uh, promoting our show. But we can, again, we can disagree on poison, right? Without it ruining our relationship and, and getting all sideways. Can't we? Whatever you say, pal. I mean, we can disagree on a hair metal band. Jesus. Yeah, sure. All right. Well. You want to keep going? Think, I mean, what, what are we doing here? No, 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 I just wonder what you think Corny's military get-up smells like. Cheeseburgers? I don't know, but Corny's packing the pounds on here, man. Boy, he's starting to blow up. Yeah. Okay. The stress, the stress is going to kill him. So after Jeff Jarrett and Shawn Michaels, what Doc is getting at is we get a, we get a promo from Buddy and Corny. Let's go to that right now. Here those two are. It's Super Bowl, August the 4th in Knoxville, and your man here has got the Intercontinental. Are you people out there going to let a little heat get you down, huh? Evidently, you're not used to being in the trenches. You're not used to being in the foxholes out in the jungle in Guatemala. But I am because I'm a general. And I don't care whether it's Shawn Michaels or whether it's Jeff Jarrett or whether it's Attila the Hun. Nature Boy Buddy Landell's destiny has come. And in Knoxville, on August 4th, he will fulfill his dream, the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental title, and it will worry about the Smoky Mountain title and Brad Armstrong at a later date, right, Nature Boy? That's exactly right, Brad Armstrong, you're out of the equation. 
Now personally, I could give two hoots about it being Jeff Jarrett or if it's Shawn Michaels, you see? Because I've been in, in professional wrestling, my socks have got more ring time both, than both of those pukes, and I've wrestled both of them in the past, and I have put both of them shoulders to the mat. It don't make no stinking difference to me because I own title deed to Knoxville, Tennessee. In the Super Bowl, August the 4th, the Nature Boy Buddy Landell is going to be the new WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. You can take it to the stinking bank, right, Jimmy? That's exactly right, my top lieutenant. I'm putting you in charge of this mission, and I know that you'll come through. Because like I've said before, we do more before breakfast than most wrestlers do all day. Friday, August the 4th in Knoxville. Doc, your thoughts on Corny and Buddy right there? I had some... I had what I hope you find to be an inter some interesting thoughts. Uh, one, two hoots made me think of two poots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two tiddly poots to come. Um, man, Buddy was awesome right there. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, he's not, not a lie detected. He's beaten well, both at some point in time. Man, here's the thing. It's 1995, and he's rolling out there with scoreboard on these two guys and says it. I put both of their shoulders to the mat. And what it told me about Buddy, and, you know, there's been a lot of discussion on this show and others about Buddy's checkered and star-crossed path. But what this showed is he smelled, he smelled the fact that this is a big show. This is an opportunity for him, and it turns out to, to, you know, it gets fucked up like everything does with Buddy, but he, he capitalized on this at the Super Bowl of Wrestling, and when the big opportunity presented itself, he rose to the damn occasion. Now, I'm not going to sit out here and tell you that Buddy was a superstar every day. Like, Rick comes out, and his worst promo is better than everybody else. I don't believe that about Buddy. But Buddy, could, when Buddy was motivated and had something to work with, Buddy could elevate his game. I just think he struggled to do it at that elite level every time. But this is a promo that absolutely shows he belongs in that category with these guys, and he made people believe it here. Dude, he nailed it. I mean, I beat them both at some point in the past. I've I, put I, their I, shoulders to the mat. That's a That's something that he doesn't normally say. It, you can't you can't dispute it. It's a visual you can picture in your mind. Him on top of each one of them, putting them down for the one, two, three. I thought it was great word choice. I thought I think sometimes he gets out there and gets a little lazy with the stinking this and the stinking that, and you know. But when let he's me tell you something, pal. But when he's motivated like he is there, and he has something to work with, and he sees an opportunity to, to elevate things, I thought he did a fantastic job there and that's a harbinger of things to come because he's going to continue this in the run-up to the super bowl with one of the best promos you'll ever fucking hear i agree with everything you just said and it was so true and so real and that's what made it so great leading up to that match and we'll leave it at that because we'll, we will be talking about that promo leading up to the super bowl as we keep going we get some footage from the USWA. They air footage of Billy Jack uh, as the USWA champion. Uh, Doc, I don't have anything from it. It's just kind of they threw the second well, in there to kind of let he's you show got, it. He's got a real ridiculous mullet. Oh, it's it, it's very long and it's 
Yeah. That's all I'll he's say. In, <laughs> he's in full. It's in what is as is your people back then would have said full motherfucking a phys act. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then he's wrestling Scott Stud there over in Memphis. So I'm guessing that's Scotty Riggs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's about all I had. Yep. Uh, you had more than me, so there we go. Then Chip Kessler throws it to a video package of the Steiner brothers in the Heavenly Bodies. We've actually seen this package before. I'll tell you, the Steiners are supposed to come to wrestle the Headbangers at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but I don't think they make it, and that's all I'll say. Your I don't remember. I don't remember. So yeah, if they, they don't, don't... They don't make what? it. I don't think they make it. I don't think they come in. All right. Okay. We then roll to a Boo Bradley promo where Boo talks about what happened to his teddy bear being killed and the stuff and ripped out of him uh, because of Gordium Cornette. And then um, the Mongolian Stomper and Boo Bradley are going to be a tag team. That's a heck of a strange alliance uh, at the Super Bowl of Wrestling. Doc, your thoughts, or you want to wait till we hear more later? Man, they have built this card up, man. You got now either HBK or Double J, the Undertaker, the Stomper, Billy Jack. We're hearing the Steiners are coming. This thing is stacked and packed, my friend. We are loaded. We are definitely loaded. We okay. should get in the car and drive over to Tennessee for this one. Let's head to Knoxville. I'm with you. So we then get another Super Bowl of Wrestling plug um, as Kessler, or was it Tommy Noe? I don't remember, run down the matches. The best thing I saw during this was that if you get a $25 ringside seat, you will get a free Mrs. Winner's Chicken and Biscuits dinner, and you will mm-hmm. have waitress service from the Hooter Girls all night. Mm-hmm. How about that? I think can we I eat, should head to the I Smoky this, Mountains. Can you shove this chicken wing between them titties and let me eat it out? Grow, grow, grow up. I mean, come on, dude. Be serious for once. I'm just saying it. Better that or maybe stick it in her butthole and let me eat it out. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put up with this. As, What's going, what's going on with your phone? Why is your phone ringing? You owe everybody a drink. What's that thing Austin does? Uh, ride around on his Kawasaki mule and take six-month vacations. Okay. All right. That's nice. So, anyway, uh, if you go to the event, you're going to wait, get waitress service from the girls of Hooters. And I'm assuming that's Knox. Okay, Hooters. so what, did, what happens when you bring a bunch of Hooters girls walking around the front rows with the boys being there? Jesus, Lord. They're picking them up. <laughs> You think there was a scene going on there? Tracy? A here. scene. The question is, how many Hooters girls were there? And then you'll have the answer to how many Hooters girls got banged that night. Well, and you're, you're discounting the fact that somebody might have been running a train on some of these bitches. So they might have gotten it more than once. I mean, you got Budro there. Michael's coming into town. Come on, man. Tracy. Yeah. <sighs> the rock and roll. Oh, my God, the rock and roll. Well, 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 no. Remember with the rock and roll, something happens. So I bet I bet Stan Lane was sitting at his home somewhere in the recliner and jealous. His spidey sense started tingling. And he's like, (laughs) I don't know where I'm supposed to be, but I need to be somewhere. (laughs) The hormones were kicking in. (laughs) Uh, His glands were starting to to gyrate. (laughs) Okay. Let's keep it moving, though. Uh, so after that plug, we get a match. We get Jason Arndt versus Tommy Rich. 
I'll talk about Arndt next week, so we'll leave that because I think I want to keep the spotlight on Tommy Rich's in-ring de- de- uh, debut here. I don't and, and let me just help out. I th- uh, Tommy Rich looked good here, and I just want to ask you, can we at least agree that Tommy Rich can work in the ring? He's wrestling Jason Arndt. What What do you want I, me to say? No, I'm just saying he's he's a a hell of a hell of a good worker in he's the right. ring. He's all right. He, he, he's, he's all right. Okay. I Look mean, I think it. there's a reason he Champion. only held that NWA strap for a few days, but. I think we're in the same building we were in last week, aren't we? No, this is this is a different building. Okay. They all According look the same. To the records, it's a different building. It now, don't get me wrong. The bleachers here look do look the same. There's no way we're in a t- <laughs> that. No, this is a different building because okay. they don't have that Hornets sign up on the wall uh, where they were. This is definitely a different building. And uh, I never forget Tommy Noe telling telling me how Tommy Rich was an asshole to him too. Did, did you, do you remember the story Tommy Noe told? No. Tommy uh, Tommy Rich um, treated Tommy Noe like kind of bad, and. Then Tommy Rich wanted some footage from Smoky Mountain. <laughs> and Tommy Noe told when Tommy Rich contacted him, he's like, Hey, hey, I give a couple of tapes of such and such, such and such. Yeah. Thank you can thank you can put that together for me. And Tommy Noe goes, No, I can't, because you're an asshole and you treated me bad. <laughs> that seems kind of petty to me. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> We love you, Tommy. I hope you're doing well and recovering. Um, Tommy Noe, that is, not Rich. We don't love him for nothing. Anyway. I do, I, I, I do not say we. You know what's funny? If you met Tommy Rich, you would hate him because I know how you are. How am I? He'd be like, who's this fucking six foot two, three inch some bitch that looks like Baron Corbin over here? I bet you don't know a, a, a wrist lock from a wrist watch. That's how I do. I do not. I do not look like Baron Corbin. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's keep going. I had to take a sip of drink right there. Um, you got anything else from Tommy Rich's match? He couldn't even beat this guy in under a minute. That's pathetic. That shows you how great of a worker he is. No, I just thought he did a great job there. All right. Well, with that said, let's go to Cornette, Gordy, and Rich. Cutting a promo. Here it is. Another big match for the militia on August the 4th in Knoxville is these two gentlemen, Gordy and Rich, against the Mongolian Stomper and Boo Bradley. You know, it just keeps getting better and better. Terry Bam Bam Gordy, the originator, the inventor, the master of tag team wrestling, combining with a former singles world heavyweight champion, Tommy Wildfire Rich, Boo Bradley, and the Mongolian Stomper. Knoxville, I don't care where it may be. If it was on the moon or in China, they'd have no chance, right, Tommy? You know the thing it is, Les Thatcher, you know what it amounts to is you know the only thing I hate about the South is all of these Southern rednecks. So I tell you, sure, I tell you what the General Bam Bam and myself's gonna do. We're gonna take it like Grant took it on Lee Jack. And you know, as far as the Mongolian Stomper, and this big boo-boo or whatever his name is. All I gather out of that, it looks like to me, it's the blind leading the blind, bam, bam. That's right, brother. You know, I'm 110% and I'm with the general. 
and I'm here to stay and not to play. We're going to be doing some stomping for the general, baby. Absolutely. The blind leading the blind. I couldn't have said it better myself. Boo Bradley and the Mongolian Stomper are going to be led down the wrong path by Tommy Rich and Terry Gordy. We're out of here. We have maneuvers. It all comes together August the 4th in Knoxville. All right, Doc, what do you got? Did you hear Gordy steal Rock and Roll's line? I did. I did. That was pretty pretty amazing. Do you think they said something to him about it, or are they going to let that Hell fly? no. They let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> is it just me, or does Gordy look a little too skinny? I, I like to see Gordy a little more plump. He's, 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 um, he, he'll never be thin, but to the point you're making and what we remember him in world class during the Freebird von Eric feud, the height he was of it. Baby, he had baby fat back then. Yeah. And, and he was, he was definitely thicker. Now he had a gut, but it wasn't pr too bad here. He's, he's, he's slender, man. For, for Gordy, he's slender. He's not small, but he's slender. Yes. What else you got? Yeah, yeah, no, that's all, pal. That's all. So we're gonna have Tommy Rich and Gordy versus Boo and Mongolian Stomper. Jesus, you think Stomper and Gordy are gonna throw some right hands? They're gonna be flinging it. Yep. I feel bad for Boo having to deal with Rich, but that's just my opinion. Well, you know what sucks? Nah, Your attitude—it's gonna, it's it's gonna sound—it would—it would sound really mean. I can't say that. Uh, that all those other guys died and Tommy Rich didn't? That's what you were about to say. I didn't say it. That of all I the four guys in that match, he's the only one still alive. I didn't That's say it. Say. I didn't I say it. Hey, hey, don't let him come on here and try to play babyface to you people. This is how he really is. It's just not. I mean, he, like, Boo Bradley's he's, dead. He's dirtier like... and filthier. He's dirtier and filthier <laughs> in real life. Like, Harper and I, what you hear from Harper and I is pretty much how we are all the time and the red light comes on. But Menace over here is working, y'all. No, uh, yes, I'm not. Sir. No, sir. Please become a patron. Please sponsor the show. And I'm just telling you, this is who he is. Then why are you friends with me then? I don't because be it true. doesn't bother me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Sure it doesn't. Everything bothers you. You can't no-sell anything. You're not, you're not working me. Okay. If you say so. No, I'm serious, man. Like, Boo's dead. Chris Candido's dead. Not Chris Candido ain't in this match, but he's deceased. Gordy passed away. All these guys in the match, the only one living is fucking Tommy Rich, man. You sound like a terrible human right now. Life ain't fair, man. No, it's not. Fair comes once a year. Okay. Any other thoughts on their promo? No. All right, so let's go now to the dynamic duo, and Bob Armstrong uh, does a run-in. Let's see what we got going on here. With me, the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions. Oh, they know who they are. All we got to say is the Rock and Roll Express ain't here yet, so Commissioner Bob wanted a title match, but it don't look like he's going to get one, right, Al? I think they finally, oh, no, finally realized they no. should be scared. I think so. Well, here comes the Commissioner now. Wait. Wait, I don't care what does, you got to say. Does the home know no. that you've escaped again? Yes, they know, and I'll tell you this. I promised these people there'd be a title match on TV today. Is that not right? That's right. What does that say right there? Championship match, right? Exactly. We're going to have a championship match right now. You got that? What? It's hey, gonna be right. what's hey, what's Why don't you just go to the ring, and I'll send them. You'll find out. Get in the ring. They're here for the commissioner. He wants you guys in the ring. They ain't got anybody who can whip us anyway. 
Whether you're here for both Bob Armstrong, the commissioner, the champions are going to the ring. We're going to send you to the ring. And Tommy Noe, he's going to send the challengers out now. Ladies and gentlemen, this match is for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling. All right, so here's what happened. Bob comes in and he tells the dynamic duo to go in the ring. And he promised a tag title match and we're going to get one. The rock and roll ain't here, but we're still getting this match. And guess who it's going to be? Doc, do you want to tell the people who the dynamic duo are going to face? T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail because a thug can't spell. And the crowd goes nuts when their music hits to come out to face the dynamic duo for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles. That's right. The stars and bars are waving, flipping back and forth. These people are into it. They love the dirty white boy and Tracy. It's a fresh coat of paint on them, like we said weeks ago with these two as a tag team. Just good, good stuff. Um, Doc, there's, I mean, we got a, we got a good match here. I, I'm not going to recap the whole thing, but I re will recap the finish. But do you want to tell the people what kind of goes on during the middle if you've got anything? Um, the, everybody worked hard. Um four decent professional wrestlers good professional wrestlers having a great match i thought and uh we got some new champs pally right so I, doc i'm not here to talk about moves that's not my that's not what i bring to this table well doc doc hit it we got new chance so let me tell you what happens smothers hits the hot tag to dirty white boy it turns into a four-way with all four guys in the ring going at it the dirty white boy ducks a super kick from snow and then the super kick, actually from Snow, hits Unibomb. Dirty White Boy then gives Snow a big boot, and Smothers rolls up Snow for the pin. The Thugs, as Doc said, are our new Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Mm. Uh, that came out of nowhere almost, in a way. And, of course, things aren't settled now because who was supposed to be in this match, Doc? The rock and roll. The rock and roll. So, with that said, do you think the rock and roll might have something to say about this outcome? Well, I definitely think they're going to have some uh, questions to, to be answered. That's right. So, I'll tell you what. Give me a second. And I'm going to get it queued up right here. We are back in the dressing room after the thugs win the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles. We've got the thugs, we've got Bob Armstrong, Brad Armstrong, and listen to what takes place. Here it is. Here in a joyous dressing room, less a tremendous victory by the thugs. Oh, great. And so I expected these guys didn't even expect the title shot tonight. The commissioner, you gave them one, and they came out the champions. Exactly right. I want to be the first to congratulate you, gentlemen. Tracy, a heck of a job. You thank dirty you. white dude. I knew you could do it. Oh, you came you out on top. You blew this Smoky Mountain area apart, boys. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you very much. You're going to be fine champions. Boy, it's been a long time coming, Bob. We're just glad to get the opportunity. You know, the circumstances like they were, we, beyond our control. But, man, them guys, they about beat me half to death. Boy, Al Snow, one of the best wrestlers in the world. That Unibomb got to be one of the strongest man but exactly. god we the champions man hey the beer's on me tonight and you know i bet ma i bet cornet's done called his mama whining the blues oh he got the bell snowball <laughs> it's great hey, what's going on here what do you mean? What's well, going on? What do they got the belts here for? They just won the tag team titles hey, from the Dynamic Duel. shot here today, Bob. Well, I, I saw you guys weren't ready, and I had to have a team. I promised the people a championship match. I had to give it to them. 
I know you. I'm sorry, gentlemen. That's just yeah, the way it is. You wait 30 minutes. This was our title shot here today, guys. I thought you guys were our friends. We are your friends, Rick. Well, we're we supposed to. Well, we're supposed to today. It ain't our fault y'all didn't get here on time. What do you mean it has to do with friendship? Exactly. Hey, come and give us opportunity to get a shot at these titles. What are we supposed to do? Say no. Down. I don't know what you're supposed to do, man. But it was our title shot. We're the one that worked hard for it. We're the one that did everything. That we went with all the pressure with these guys. You know, bombs out. So what you do? Hey, we couldn't help it. You're 30 minutes late, man. We supposed to turn down the title shot? All right, fans, apparently a little disagreement between the thugs and the Rock and Roll Express. We'll have more on this next week. For Les Thatcher, Chip Kessler, see you next week here on... Well, we got some controversy. Doc, what are your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, I couldn't focus on this. I had to go back and rewatch it because of the paneling in that room. God. What are the odds that that room looks exactly the same today? 99%. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say definitely in the 90s. So it looked aged then. Uh, <laughs> um, what kind of beer is Dirty White Boy buying? Oh, I may need you to answer that. Harper can yeah, answer you, it, but I you need probably you to answer that. do. I, 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 I'm going to say that Dirty White Boy drinks Bud Weiser, not Bud Light. Bud Weiser. He's definitely not a light type of guy. That dude ain't counting carbs. He ain't worried about carbs. He ain't worried about light beer. Can you imagine giving Dirty White Boy a Michelob Ultra if it were available back then? Man, every time I see somebody with one of those, I'm like, start sniffing to see if I can smell their pussy. (laughs) I mean, what's the point? It's very, very weak, man. Do you know how many of those I'd have to drink to get a buzz? So what's the fucking point? Uh, why not just trade off the same amount of calories and at least get a little bit of a buzz so you can forget about your problems and think, you know, for a minute, not be sitting there contemplating the fucking Von Eric thing. I drink to escape, not to count calories. How about that? Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't drink beer, but anyway. The, if Dirty White Boy saw someone drinking Michelob Ultra, you think he'd slap him? Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, well, what, well, answer the question. What, what kind of beer were they roll. drinking? Uh, Budweiser. Okay. All right. Rock and roll is the hard body harper of Smoky Mountain rolling in late. Jesus Christ. E- expecting the world to revolve around them and their schedule. Um, <laughs> you know, my response would be, get your ass to where you're supposed to be on time. I got well, no love. You and I have no love for people who are tardy to the party. Um, I totally agree. And then the other part to consider about this is, I mean, I was come- one. We, we for a shoot, we recorded a NWA last night in real life, and I was one minute late, which you have to admit is very rare. Yeah, you're usually ready to go early. And I got a text going, "You still getting on?" I was like, yeah, bruh, I'm trying to plug in my headset, you <laughs> motherfucker. And that's how we're living over here, Menace and I. So Harper is in the car with Rock and Roll, just like, we'll show up whenever because we're the Rock and Roll and Harper, and we'll just get our title shots. It don't work that way, pal. I don't care who you are. Life don't work that way. Um, and, now, and now we're in the middle of what smells like a potential heel turn. Well, Ricky comes off very heelish. 
when he says you couldn't wait another 30 minutes. What? Are you kidding me? They they come across real prickish right here. Which is fine. That's the intent of it. I'm just pointing it out. It's, they, they do their job. But, man, you can't blame Dirty White Boy and Tracy Smothers for filling in for him and winning. I mean, get over it, Ricky. Come on, dude. That's my note. All right. And that's how they go off air. So we need to give out this, some disability checks. Before we do so, remember, use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support the show without spending anything extra. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life and tell them to use it each and every time they use Amazon. Okay. Disabilitychecks.com. How many are you giving this one? Man, you know how I love it. This is the this is the last. Well, that's not true. ECW did some stuff too, but this is man. Nothing gets me hotter in wrestling. Uh, Doc's Doc's dick harder than new people coming in and popping the territory. From you know, it reminds me of the territory days. So all of these debuts just had me just dancing around with a heart on doing the elephant dance. I'm going to say 9.1. This is a very good episode. I'm going to give it an A+. I thought this was phenomenal. Uh, The way it all went down, uh, it it just was the end. Ricky's promo, heelish, the thugs winning. There was a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, The, the, you know, we got Shawn Michaels, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Bullet Bob's explanation about how who's going to face who at the Super Bowl. I liked it. I thought this was this was solid, man. This was good stuff, man. This really was. So there you go. All right, let's do the government cheese award. Before we do so, uh, remember, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You can get the video reviews that we do of these. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, 200 plus Patreon episodes available for you. And if your woman didn't give you what you want for Christmas, tell her spring for a Patreon membership. It probably is a lot cheaper than that cologne or whatever she's going to buy you at her birthday or for Christmas next year. For 60 bucks a month, you get all of our audio. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, there's a lot of contenders here. Many. I mean, a lot. Like a lot. I don't have it written down yet. I'm still undecided. Okay. Well, I do. So I okay, guess I better well, go who's first. Yours? I'm not. I'm not afraid to jump out there. I'm not afraid I'm, either. It's just a lot of people. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Buddy because I think he rose to the occasion, and if he's going to handle Jarrett or um or uh, Shawn Michaels, to me, the Undertaker's a bigger star, and that's a big thing. But what happens, I mean, if you're going to really suspend your disbelief, what happens if Buddy takes takes the Intercontinental title off one of these guys? That's huge, and he rose to the occasion and reminded you that he could do it. And you you saying that just reminded me of his line in there about how he put both of their shoulders to the mat before, so I'm giving it to Buddy as well. This was an excellent episode, and Bud Drew is going to get it from me. Really, really good stuff from Buddy here. Really, really good episode overall, too. So like we said, as we head towards the Super Bowl, things are picking up, and 
It's some really, really, really good stuff we got going on here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. With uh, Buddy, Shawn Michaels maybe coming in, Jeff Jarrett, stay tuned, what's going on there. We know The Undertaker's coming in with Paul Bear again against Unibomb. We saw a tag title switch. Overall, a lot of good stuff happening in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Okay, before we get out of here, shout out to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their thing every single Monday. Check them out. They support us. Please support them. They do classic and current stuff. Uh, really, really good show. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Um, Doc, ready to hit the go-home cue right off into the sunset? Man, yeah, this was a good episode. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, just for everybody who's out there, we're going to go ahead and hit next week's episode right now. We're going to get the tagline I, and, and do we it. We need to talk. No, no, no. Come on, pal. We're no, we rolling now. We, we, we are in. I am in the groove. We I am talk. not blown up. I mentally prepared myself to do four episodes this oh. morning, a full month, and I am feeling frisky. I'm feeling good, and I'm ready to roll. So uh, with that being said, uh, again, we are in the last few weeks of good episodes, and then we're going to have to start shitting on Smoky Mountain, and that's going to be painful uh, as we come to a close. But I really had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, I let me just go ahead and take this on out because Mike appears to be blown up and frustrated. Uh, mm-hmm. For Mike Mills, uh, Hard Body Harper, and the rest of the BTT network, let me just say this is Doc saying, have a blessed week this week and uh, book it, bitch. get out of here i want to give the patrons out there a special shout out thank you to all the patrons out there who make this show possible twice per week each and every week along with the patron content we that we post uh, uh, as much as we can for you all so thank you very much for being patrons we appreciate it it's it means the world to us and uh, i just want to say thank you i always do at the end of the show and um here's another time thank you very much for your support also i want to give a special shout out to all of our hall of fame patrons out there isaac pendley at 
Hey, it's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one. Kangol Fett. Lee Russell. MDQ for life. George Davis. Kevin Carter. Michael Angel. Bob Richards. Rocky Suazo. Christopher Champer. Will Harkey. Robbie Dyson. Rick Beebe. Brad Dunyfin. Tom Schlegel. Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase. Steve Malbasa. Kenny Byersdorf. Glenn Abbott, who's at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter. Bobby Murray. Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. My boy Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Everybody on the Facebook group loves when I say that, I guess. Uh, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, S.V. Padgham, Bill Sasa, Big Rich, Allen at Spy Boy Sports Cap on Twitter, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny 21, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. And remember, to become a patron, go to tinyurl.com slash BTT. It is a great way to support this show and get tons of extra content. We've got over 200 patron-exclusive shows up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash BTT. We've got the world-class shows, Mike Pru and JV do an ECW show every two weeks. The World Class shows are every two weeks. we got the Clash of the Champions. We've done three of them to date. We've done two Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views to date. So there you have it. Tons of additional content. Along with our pre-shows, a lot of times we didn't do it. We, we, we don't do it every... I don't want to say we didn't do it this week, but we don't do a pre-show every single week. But oftentimes, Doc, Harper, or any combination of us will do a pre-show before cutting the main show. So there you have it. We like to do those, and we do the pre-shows. And those are also available only for Patreon members. So please consider joining. If nothing else, think about it like this. For four straight years now... Going on close to five, we've kicked out at least one show a week. And for the majority of that time, for about three and a half years now, we've kicked out two free shows per week. So when you become a patron, it helps support all the content that we've pushed out. So thank you very much if you're a patron. Uh, If not, thanks for considering. We appreciate that too. Uh, I think that's it. It's uh, about time to get out of here. So for myself, Hardbody Hopper and Doc Turner, who's not here, you know what Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.